Alrighty, everybody. Good afternoon. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. And it's here, the playoffs, week number 15 of the NFL season. And uh, kicked off last night with the San Francisco 49ers beating the Seattle Seahawks, clinching the NFC West. Job well done. Mr. Purdy is making a name for himself very quickly. George Kittle back on the map. But yeah, this is tough, Wiz. Uh, we got a lot going on. we got three Saturday games, uh, which is why we're coming a little bit earlier to you uh, for this week. And, uh, you know, we're dealing with some weather. We're dealing with injuries. Uh, in one of my leagues, I uh, was all set to start Mike White against the Detroit Lions in a, apparently a juicy uh, matchup. And now i got to figure out what the heck I'm doing at quarterback. Wiz, how you doing? Yeah, I'm doing uh, doing well. Some of these injuries are uh, difficult, and uh, yeah, I mean your situation uh, in, a, in a fantasy playoff game. You were telling me uh, thinking about even uh, considering uh, picking up uh, your buddy Zach Wilson and uh, and starting him this week, and uh, it just goes to show uh, what could happen with injuries and uh, and uh, really, you know, things that you just can't um, envision is going to happen. You have to really. Uh, be able to pivot as uh, as things are happening on the fly. And it, it seems like it's almost inevitable that every single time you come around this time of the year, and it gets complicated, right? There's a number of teams, you know, uh, you look at a player like Damian Pierce right now, talented player, he's had a great season, right? He's not going to play this week. There's really no reason, with the Houston Texans being in the position that they are, that they even have to bring him back at some point in time this year. I wouldn't bring him back this this year, quite frankly, and, and risk that injury. So you do have to make you know potential moves. And you know, last year we saw it in the playoffs where Rex Burkhead actually makes made some noise in the fantasy playoffs. Is there a chance that he does it again? Yeah, it's a possibility. So players getting shut down this time of the year, especially. Look how quick um, the Arizona Cardinals were quick to shut down. Uh, obviously, Murray went down in a heap, unfortunately, last Monday night. Uh, but the situation, and, and we're going to talk about some crazy stuff that happened in that game. Um, but, you know, a situation where Rondell Moore is quickly ruled out for the season. You know, teams get knocked out. So there's lots of decisions that get to be made, and there may be some new fantasy heroes that kind of bounce out uh, as a result uh, of, of this late-in-the-season stuff. So, yeah, so uh, we're, we're going to try to walk people through it and, and get through it. Like I said, we got three games tomorrow. Uh, the NFL uh, likes to do this late in the season, especially with college football having ended. So, uh Let's get into it. Quarterback whiz for this week, and uh, why don't you kick us off? Yeah, I mean, quarterback situation, you know, there's a a lot of good options. I'm going to choose two of my favorites. I want to play Dak Prescott in his game against the Jags. Um, I just feel this is the type of game uh, that, you know, they're going to look to get that offense right. Normally I'd say, oh, you know, a little bit of a trap game before the big game against the Eagles, but – after that scare against the Texans last week, I don't think that's going to be the case. I want to play Dak Prescott at 6,200. I want to play Matt Ryan as well in, in this game at 5,200. And uh, I'm going to say Derek Carr at 5,600 because I just feel like Belichick is going to make Carr go elsewhere with the ball. They've been running the ball so much with Jacobs. I think on the other side of the ball, they're going to do some ground and pound against the Raiders. I, I just feel like... I just I, I just feel like at that price, much better option. So I want to say I want to fade Carr and play Prescott and, and Matt Ryan. 
All right, interesting. Uh, yeah, I'm, I, I've I've got that situation as a result of uh, Matt White, uh, Mike White being out. Uh, do I go with yeah. Derek Carr, who's been unbelievably inconsistent, and I'm I'm deathly afraid to actually go in that direction. So. I completely understand it. I'm really looking at that game tomorrow, Wiz, with the Baltimore. Sorry, with the Buffalo Bills and the um, uh, and the Miami Dolphins. I'm watching the weather forecast quite closely at the moment. In the forecast, anywhere from five to ten inches of snow periodically happening over the course of the day and into the night. It's a night game tomorrow. Uh, Tua Tagovailoa. I doubt he's played many games in sub thirty temperatures. Quite frankly, in his in his lifetime uh, between college and the pros uh, against the Bills uh, for his career, um, he's got a little over seven hundred yards passing in four games. Two touchdowns and four interceptions. So I'm worried about him. I'm fading to him. I'm at, you know, I've been kind of a naysayer on uh, on, on Josh Allen uh, for a number of weeks. I think he, he looks like he's getting a little bit healthier. But I think, you know, from a price tag perspective, and if you have a lousy weather game, I, I got to be careful about that. Um, I also think Patrick Mahomes, at, at the level he's at in a game that should be less competitive, uh Tells me stay away from it a little bit at eighty one hundred. Uh, I like Kirk Cousins against the Colts at six thousand in that same game that you like Ryan. Um, I can't fault you as well for Dak Prescott. I, I do like it, uh, but for me to play of the day, I, I really like I like what I saw the other night with Justin Herbert. Uh, he's getting his weapons back healthy, and I, I just absolutely love him at seventy two hundred. Was righty. fair enough. Uh, what, what do you uh, What are your thoughts on DraftKings in terms of running backs this week? Yeah, running backs, uh, I think you can find value, quite frankly. Uh, I, I like what I saw to J.K. Dobbins in his first game back uh, last week. I think they'll have to lean on that player quite a bit uh, against the Cleveland Browns, who do not possess a strong running game. At 5,200, uh, I like him. Uh, in that same snow game, uh, it looks like Wilson, I think he's coming into this game on the wrong side of questionable. Um, so Mostert at 5,300 has some appeal to me. Um, and that duo in Kansas City of Pacheco and McKinnon at 56 and 5,200, it's a type of game where I think they're going to thrive against the Texans, uh, te- Texans defense that really doesn't hold support against the run. Uh, so those two players uh, are, definitely have high appeal for me, Was You mentioned Jacobs uh, from, from uh, the, well, you mentioned the Raiders running game and Jacobs and ran the ball a lot the other day. He's still kind of banged up. I think I don't know, 8,100 to me, I'm, I'm going to look elsewhere, quite frankly. I'm not saying I don't like the player. I just think it's a little bit too expensive for my taste uh, at this point in time, Wiz. So I'm staying out of that one. Um, Joe Mixon, 7,200. Uh, Tampa Bay does do one thing well, and, and that's actually stop the run. Uh, so I'm going to shy away from Joe Mixon, Wiz. Yeah, so let me start where you finished. My fate is also Joe Mixon. Um, for the <clears throat> reason you mentioned, and also the emergence kind of is some AJP Ryan, and it's kind of looking closer to a 50 50 split. <clears throat> and I think that's how it's going to be the rest of the year because he played terrific football when Mixon was hurt. So he's a, he's an automatic fade for me, Mixon at 7,200. I want to play Pacheco. <clears throat> Agree with you, 5,900. I love the way he finished that game out. The Chiefs gave him a chance to be the closing out running back. And I think he's going to pick up kind of where he left off last week. So I'm right with you, 5,900. And I want to play Zonovan Bam Knight in this game. I just think this is a game where they're going to kind of want to run the ball. 
Uh, I know Hutchinson, I saw something a little while ago that he has some sort of illness, but they think he's going to play. But I don't think they want to get themselves in a situation where Zach Wilson's throwing back the pass and they got to block Hutchinson. And the way to do that is to kind of give Zonovan Knight a lot of carries. So I want to play Zonovan Knight at uh, 5,300 as well as Pacheco. All right. Sounds sounds like a good game plan. Uh, Receiver, why don't you start us off there, Wiz? I'm going to start with two. Two for my two fades, or two of the top, I don't know, five or six receivers in football, but I just have to fade them this week. I don't understand Tyreek Hill. Uh, he's completely off the injury report. This is like a medical mystery to me. So they're playing that cushy stadium against the Chargers last week. He couldn't stay on the field running on and off to get <clears throat> treatment on his ankle and foot. They're going to be playing basically on concrete in Buffalo um, tomorrow night. And the weather is going to be difficult. At Look, at that price, I'm just going to have to fade Tyreek Hill for the conditions and the fact that I just think that injury is going to come back and I don't think he's going to make it through the game. That's just my opinion. And Patrick Satan uh, with that Broncos defense, I'm going to fade Hopkins at 7,700. You know, I'm hoping Hopkins has a good game. I have him in multiple leagues on my own and, and and the one we're partners in. So I hope he does something. But just at the price, I just want to fade him. Uh, some of the, my some of the receivers I really like this week. You mentioned Herbert. Um, it looks like Keenan Allen is back in full form. Sixty eight hundred. I want to play him. I want to play Michael Pittman in a big way at fifty eight hundred. Zay Jones in a game that may there may be a lot of offense and he gets a lot of targets. I want to play him at forty nine hundred and uh, a player that you've been mentioning the last couple of weeks, Chris Moore. I think has to be played at forty two hundred. So uh, I think there's some, you know, this is a the type of week where. You know, due to injuries and different things, I, I think you can get some ownership leverage and some uh, salary relief as well. So those are some of the receivers that I'm looking at this week. Yeah, mindset is uh, exactly alike. I'm completely with you on uh, on both Tyree Kill and uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, same thing. I own the player in a bunch of leagues, and uh, I, I'm nervous about it, but I'm, I'm going to fade it. I'm also fading Devontae Adams this week at 9,000. So big names fading, which is always hard to do at this time of the year. Um, and on, on the flip side, guys I like, uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, we've talked about him a lot, 5,100. Uh, I, I like that player this week. Baltimore does struggle against the pass. Uh, Jamar Chase, 8,300, getting healthier, looked great last week. There's a lot of injuries. In that Tampa Bay secondary, that's the man that's going to be responsible for a big day for both him and Joe Burrow this week. Keenan Allen, 6,800, completely agree, and no disagreement with Chris Moore at 4,200. I absolutely love that player. All righty. What are your views on tight end this week? I think, you know, talking about a position that has value, I'm looking at some of the salary prices on DraftKings, and DraftKings, and I think there is value all over the board of the tight end position. So why don't you give us some of your thoughts? Yeah, the three guys I'm looking at are Njuku at 4,200, Komet at 4,000, and Dulcich at, I believe, 3,600. I know Brett Rippon's there, uh, at quarterback, but, uh, you know, he's he's going to be looking and checking down under, uh, and Dulcich is going to be a beneficiary of that. No Cortland Sutton. So I, I like the price values and all those guys. And like I said, I don't think this is going to be a super competitive game against uh, – 
against the Texans. So at 7,800, you know, with Kelsey, I'm just not going to see as big a game. So I'd rather get some value at the position with. Yeah, I'm with you almost on everything. Uh, Kelsey is the look, he's the only tight end's really priced high. So it's difficult to fade a player at Kelsey. I think what we're saying is there's just better value at some of these other with some of these other tight ends where you could pay up and and play high priced guys at other different positions. I'm with you on Dolce. Uh, Arizona Cardinals are last against the tight end in every single statistical category. So he's an auto play at 3,600. The Jags in the last few games have given up hundred yards receiving to the tight ends. I think in three out of four last games they've played. So that makes Dalton Schultz an auto play for me. And Chick uh, Okokwan, who again, $3,100, no trail on Burks. That's an auto plus start for me. So that's what I'm doing. Um, completely similar, you know, similar thoughts with you at tight end. Same one in, um, that we're doing in Dolchich and just a few other different guys that we uh, like. And uh, same view on Kelsey as well. Yeah, that would be my break the slate guy on Gonquo. I mean, he just had a great game last week. Two-point conversion, touchdown, six catches. I mean, he's only on the field for like 45% of the time as well. But again, you know, with the injuries there, there, there are options necessary at receiver. And he's, uh, he's stepping up in a big way, that player. Yeah, yeah. So I think you know, between us, we we we've done pretty well on the break the slate guys uh, with some of these cheap guys. Um, I'm going to give a different player in a game that I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I just feel like it's the type of game where this player can just roll up a lot of yards and catches and extensive garbage time, as the great Marv Albert used to say. And that's Dare Agumba Wale. Um, yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. For, for the Texans, they're down to two running backs. They, yep. You know, Pierce is out, and they release Benjamin. They're down to Burkhead and Ogunbowale. And I think, like, Burkhead is, like, kind of a known commodity. And I'm not saying he's not going to, you know, be in there. But I think just – I just have a view on Ogunbowale in this game as a kind of a crazy play. Sprinkle him in there. And uh, I just think at his price, um, it allows you to do a lot of other things. So – that's why I break this way, guys. Yeah, I, I think a perfect rationale, perfect rationale. And, and you, like again, you, you look at game script and how you think it's going to play out. Uh, you and I probably both think the Texans are going to be playing from behind, and that lends itself to, uh, you know, a lot of dump-off passes. And, uh, you know, from a PPR perspective, that could be very enticing. Yeah, I mean, if they're not playing from behind, um, then it's a, it's a very ugly game. Uh, which which could be the case, but I mean I, I just don't understand how you know with all the players that the Texans are going to be sitting in this game for one reason or another that uh, you know the Chiefs are not going to have a lead and 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 the Texans are going to have a lot of uh, garbage time and dump off passes. So that's my uh, view on that. So let's get to the uh, wagering aspect of it. Um, how many games do you like this week? Because I, I look at this late and. Due to weather, due to injuries, due to due to the fact that we the known guys that are out, who's going to be out for sure, and due to so many of these players, where you're really not sure what their status is going to be, I found it a little challenging. But I came up with two games that I like, and uh, I, I like two underdogs. I think the Colts are going to beat the Vikings this week. Um, 
that line is suspiciously low at three and a half points. It's it's been so, moving. It's been moving in favor of the. It's been moving that way, right? It's down to three and a half now. It started at yeah, four. Yeah, the, the Colts. I mean, yeah, the, the the line is it's at the Vikings, and the Vikings are only three and a half. I don't know. I just think. I just think the Colts are going to win this game. Um, I don't know. I think kind of like the Vikings had a lot of luck in winning some of those games and starting to even out a little bit. So um, I, I, I like the Colts in this game. And I think I'm going to take the Falcons as well with the four points. I, I, I don't really like Desmond Ritter as a prospect, so it's like kind of a strange pick. But I think he's going to give them a little bit of a shot in the arm in terms of um, you know his passing, maybe a little bit more downfield passing. So uh, it's more of an indictment on the Saints than really the Falcons. But I want to play the Colts plus three and a half and the Falcons plus four. These are none of my, you know, I, I wouldn't give them out at like two or three star plays um, by any means. But these are the two games that I like. So that's what I'm doing. What about you? Yeah, I'm looking at four games, Wiz. Uh, I'm going to start with the Chargers at home. I thought they were very impressive last week uh, against uh, Miami. Uh, in comes Tennessee. Tennessee doesn't look to be playing particularly well at the moment. And uh, I'm, I'm looking at the Chargers now. I would say the one thing that would concern me in this particular game is the fact that the Chargers are not particularly uh, good against the run. And if any way that the Tennessee is going to win this football game, Derrick Henry is going to have to be responsible, keeping uh, that offense off the off the field. Uh, but I, I don't know. I thought they I thought they played a pretty good game last week, despite being banged up on the injury front. The, that talking about the Chargers defense. Uh, so I like the Chargers laying three points. They, this is a team that seems like it has some momentum. Uh, and like I said, Herbert getting his weapons back. I love what's going on in Carolina. I I really do. We've talked about the young defense. I think I think Wilkes has got this team playing very positively. It's one of those stories. We've seen this in the last couple of years. Wiz. We saw it a few years ago with the Miami Dolphins uh, under Flores. We saw it at the end of last year with the Detroit Lions, and it's starting to carry over into this season. Carolina, if I'm owning David Tepper right now, I'm looking at what Wilkes is doing with this team, and you know there are some people thought that maybe they're just giving up on the season as a result of trading Christian McCaffrey, but they're playing super competitive. In comes Mitch Trubisky. I don't trust that situation. I like Carolina laying three points against the Steelers. I like the New England Patriots getting one and a half against uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. I think if they get, especially if they get both of those running backs back, I'm talking about Damian Harrison or Mondre Stevenson, it's going to make life difficult for the Raiders, who really aren't playing for anything at this point in time. It's been just an ugly season. Josh McDaniels going against his mentor, or I guess, you know, I would consider him, I would think he's a mentor for Bill Belichick, uh, but I, I don't think. Uh, McDaniel's having a very good season as well as a head coach. So I like New England get, getting one and a half points in that game. And lastly, Wiz, I know the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have not scored more than 22 points since week number four in the NFL season. Uh, Tom Brady has struggled. The offensive line is not good. There's injuries and what have you. I just think this is going to be a game. The over-under right now is 45 and a half. I just think, if anything, the, the Bengals, who are coming in hot, are going to put some decent points up in this game regardless. Uh, I like the over in that game, was. And Hendrickson's out for the game, right? That's correct, yep. Yeah, that, that's the, that may be more important than any of the players on offenses. You know, he, he's not going to blow up the game for Brady. So, um, yeah, that's, that's an interesting one. Uh, just looking at that one myself and uh, and thinking about that, uh, you know, just hope that the the Bucks can keep up with the points. But uh, <clears throat> you know, maybe they can uh, 
make some connections. And uh, why don't you start off the player props? Uh, how many do you like, and what are you looking at? Yeah, I got about four or five that I like. Uh, I'm I'm, fa- I'm fading two with 236 and a half yards passing. I'm taking the under there. Uh, I'm a bit shocked at the line uh, for Travis Etienne, who has really struggled. The rushing game has really struggled at, uh, in, in Jacksonville. Uh, the line for him rushing this week is 60 and a half. It just looks very, very strange to me. Uh, I'm going to take the under on that. On the flip side, another young running back. I like the way he looked last week. I mentioned that Cleveland does not do particularly well against the rush. So I'm taking J.K. Dobbins over 48 and a half yards. Uh, Someone's got to catch the ball in Chicago. There are injuries all over the place. Chase Claypool is out this week. Um, Equiminius St. Brown seems to make a big play now and again. Nikhil Harry has done it before. But I, I like St. Brown, who's on the field a lot more. Over 23 and a half yards receiving in that particular game. Um, those are my plays at the moment, Wiz. That's what I'm looking at. I'm also going, uh, no, that, that's going to be the ones that I play. I was thinking about one more, but I'm, I'm actually staying away from it. Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting on a couple of lines on some of the tight ends. Um, the Dolchik line is not out. I'm, I'm going to be all over that. I'm going to double dip on receptions and yards when that one comes out. Uh, Dalton Schultz is around 46 and a half, so I want to play that one. And then my, my best one, my – I just absolutely love Michael Pittman this week. And I'll, I'll tell you why. The, the Vikings, um, they're banged up in the secondary. They've had terrible trouble covering the type of exact receiver Michael Pittman is. I mean, Devontae Parker, who I don't think is as good as Michael Pittman is, got him four for 80. Um, DeAndre Hopkins, who's that type of receiver, not really a speed burner, but a guy knows how to use his body, had his best game of the year, like 12 for 140 against them. And then on top of that, the team's – you know, they're going to really, Harrison Smith is really going to move up, I think, and try and take away Jonathan Taylor. And I think they're going to get them on some play action passes. So I, I love Michael Pittman. I think it's in the high 60s the last time I checked, 68, 69 and a half. So that's my best one. And I am extremely confident in Michael Pittman this week. Uh, actually, I, I am going to play the one that, that I want to mention. You, you mentioned Desmond Ritter. Um, the last time that um, the Atlanta Falcons played against New Orleans Saints, uh, Cordell Patterson went bananas in that particular game. I think they're going to lean on that player. Uh, they're still playing for something. You know, they st- that division is still wide open. But over 66 and a half combined yards for Cordell Patterson. Like I said, he had over 120 rushing yards the last time he played against New Orleans. I'm going to go take the over on that one as well, Wes. You know, it's been frustrating. I mean, I own Cordell Patterson in two different leagues. And, you know, I whatever. <clears throat> players get hurt. That's part of the game. But what has really been frustrating is the lack of usage in the passing game. And that was so prominent last year, which led to his total yardage in some really big games. I, I just don't understand why, uh, you know, they don't play him and I, Al Tyler Algier at the same time, or they just don't use Patterson as a wide receiver, or they just don't throw him a few screens a game. His, his usage in the passing game has been so frustrating low this year. Uh, I think it's been part of the reason why, from the fantasy aspect, uh, it's been a disappointment. But for your sake, uh, I hope that they use him more in the passing game. And if they do, I think that overall will come in because yeah, he really was able to run very, very well against the Saints the first time they, they played. 
All right. Well, that's a wrap, Wiz. Uh, we want to wish everybody good luck in their playoffs. Um, we'll see what happens. Uh, I, I did mention, Wiz, some crazy stuff the other night. I had a team in one league last week, needed four points out of Kyler Murray coming into Monday night. Goes down on the third play of the game. This is the way things happen. It's fantasy football. It could happen very easily. Hopefully it doesn't. We don't like to see injuries ruin game. But good luck to everybody in your playoff matchups. Wiz, good luck to you. Good luck in all your bets. And, uh, yeah, we're going to take you through the playoffs, obviously. So lots of fun. Have a great weekend, everybody. And, Wiz, enjoy yours. You do the same. Thank you.